0: today's show we're talking about the impact that erectile dysfunction has on your sexual emotional and physical intimacy when he struggles to get an erection
1: and there's a quote from tony gaskins that talks about problems and it says living in denial won't change your situation be real with yourself so you can fix your problems time is too precious to waste and this is this is so applicable to what happens in a marriage when there's erectile dysfunction. And we're going to be digging into that in today's episode. But first we start every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And a hug is really our opportunity to celebrate what the two of you are doing in your marriage, to share hope to those that are listening and and are holding on to what their marriage looks like and see something in yours. And this hug comes from an email we received that started with, we have been married for 27 years. As you've stated many times, marriage is hard, but with communication, love, patience, and a foundation built upon God, we have grown closer together over the years. We have four children, three of them with us on this earth and one in heaven. This past Christmas, we lost our youngest to suicide. Hmm. He was 18 and had such a big heart. He struggled through life with a number of deep mental challenges, and we did everything we could to support him. There was not a day that went by that he did not know he was loved and that we were so proud of him. We loved our son greatly. Understandably, the past four months since the passing of our son, we have been on an emotional roller coaster. There have been some really good days and some really bad days with everything in between. During all of this, we've tried to stay closer together, spending more time together, making sure the other is okay. Last month, we decided to do a week-long sex challenge. Mm. Wow. We were a little apprehensive at first, but decided to dive right in. It was one of the best weeks we've had in a long time. The closeness... The intimacy, both spiritually, physically, and sexually were all there. I just want you to notice he led there with the fact that it wasn't the sexual intimacy Mm -hmm. that shifted in a sex challenge. Not every time did it involve intercourse, but there was a lot of together time. There was an element of healing that happened. Thank you for your dedication to helping marriage survive this very difficult time in the world. We're already planning our next challenge.
0: Mm. Oh, man. (laughs) That hits hard.
1: Probably because we have a 19-year-old son.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just... Wow. I I don't have words. I just... Mm. Yeah, it it hits hard, man, when you have a loss like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't take lightly what we get to say behind these microphones to see that you've stepped out in faith and to do a week long challenge like that and, and to be so eloquent to say, you know, like even Elisa stated, you know, it wasn't the sexual part. I mean, you, you stepped in and said the spiritual, the physical, and not every time involved intercourse. And I think so many of us can get wrapped up in these words and things that Elisa and I have shared around, say a sex challenge or the intimacy lifestyle and try to put rules or something around it. And, and you know what, those are just guidelines. And if, you can use those tools to help you get closer together, Mm -hmm. then that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're truly blessed and honored that we've been able to be part of your journey.
1: 100%.
0: And uh, what's going to happen and what you're still going to go through. So Mm -hmm. love you guys so much and and thankful um, for you to share this with us.
1: And I know you guys hear it often, but Tony doesn't hear the hugs. No, I don't. Before I read them um and share them with all of you and so there are times when he gets caught off guard he he has access to them he can totally see them in the episode notes um but he often just gets them the first time
0: i want to feel it and uh, obviously i did and you know before we jump into this episode which is which is a a heavy topic talking about erectile dysfunction and when you're struggling to get an erection you know lisa and i got behind these mics 12 years ago, just because we felt like we had something to share and we wanted to do something different, you know, um, to be
1: clear, Tony felt like we had something to share and I was just humoring him. Like, let's be real. I didn't, I didn't actually feel like we, we could bring value at that point
0: at time. that time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a few things that we've always shared, you know, we're going to be open, honest, transparent and the level of open, honest and transparency you guys bring Mm-hmm. to this and to us it is amazing because we see the breakthroughs that happen in your lives and in your marriages. And one thing we've said often, it's one couple. And we still get behind these microphones knowing that there's many, many, many of you, tens of thousands of you listening all across the world. And yet I really do hope, and I think Elisa would agree with me, is that when we're speaking, we're really just speaking to you mm-hmm. because it's one couple one life, one family, one community that we get to touch. Mm-hmm. And so with that hug, and, I, and I'll end on this, I go with that hug, if you've gone through a loss or a hurt right now, and, and really a loss in, in your family, um, go through that grieving process, but know that your spouse is there. And mm-hmm. maybe doing something like this couple did could really transform where you're at right
1: mm-hmm. now. 100%, 100%. We are going to transition into this episode. So Tony's got a few minutes to wipe his eyes and, and collect himself. And as he said at the, top of the, at the top of the show, we are talking about erectile dysfunction. And I just want to say that it is very important for us to note at the top of the show that Tony and I are not medical professionals. Um, that dis- we are not. <laughs> we are not. Uh, the discussion in this episode is not intended as medical advice. And if you are experiencing symptoms, please consult with your medical professional for specific treatment options. That is the disclaimer. You've heard it. We're going into the discussion. Yes, we are talking about erectile dysfunction. And the reason why is that we've been receiving a significant number, anytime something comes on our radar screens because we've gotten more than one, um, messages in the last few weeks that fall along the lines of, my husband has difficulty getting or maintaining an erection and now he doesn't even want to try. Even when I come to bed naked, there's no response from him. And our sexual intimacy pillar is crumbling. We can't talk about it. He won't talk about it. He won't go get help for it. And our marriage is being impacted. That's like the summary of probably two, at least ten messages. I feel like we've gotten in the last you know two three weeks. Yes, Bits and, and and and
0: the majority of them are coming from wives. Not to say that husbands are not reaching out and asking. Mm-hmm. It is interesting though that the the wives are the ones going. Hey, this is what's going on. And I'm going to just shoot right from the start. Guys, if this is going on in your life, please listen in. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't something that you run away from, but this is something that you're going to press into. So that way we can get some healing going for you because there's, there's emotional stuff going on. There's physical stuff that's going on. I get it. I'm going to share some of my story through this and where I'm at, even at times, but it, but it does It, 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 what it, what it reminds me of is when things happen, it's easier to just not talk about it, to go hide in a corner, to put it under the rug and hope nobody really says anything about it. And really what we need to do is we need to step out of the darkness. Mm -hmm. We need to get out from under the rug and we need to address what's really happening.
1: Well, and I want to say from the get go of the show that if. The husband is experiencing erectile dysfunction. The marriage is being
0: impacted. Absolutely, it is. the
1: wife is being impacted. It, it, it doesn't just happen
0: to him. Right. It, it just in, in the sense of, and we've talked about menopause, and we'll probably have to do an episode on menopause on the other side of this thing. Absolutely, because it that impacts, it, it's impacting the wife and the woman, and yet it's still impacting the marriage.
1: And here's the thing: I tell you guys all the time. We're going to be completely transparent. We have issues with erectile dysfunction we have had issues with this.
0: My physical body is having the majority of the issue, the emotional intimacy, the physical intimacy, the sexual intimacy is then being impacted between Elise and I and in the marriage.
1: hundred percent. And that's why, you know, when we start seeing these messages and we're hearing from these wives who are essentially crying out What's going on in our sexual intimacy pillar? What's happening in our emotional intimacy as we talk about this? Why why is there no physical intimacy? Why are we not touching one another? It actually gets to this point where we need to do something about it. there has to be action taken. And, and we start with getting behind these microphones and talking to you guys.
0: Yeah. And if you're new and you're hearing us go talking about sexual intimacy pillar and emotional intimacy and you're like, what the, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. Pick up our book, The Six Pillars of Intimacy, The Secret to an Extraordinary Marriage. And we cover all the pillars of intimacy, the six pillars that you need for the framework of your marriage, you can get that at sixpillarsofintimacy.com.
1: I want to start with a definition from the Mayo Clinic on what erectile dysfunction is. Just so we're, you know, Mayo Clinic, trusted resource. Uh, According to mayoclinic.org, erectile dysfunction is the inability to get and or keep an erection firm enough for sex. Okay, straight up. Now we all know, you probably thought you knew, Now we've got the working definition.
0: Which is interesting because a lot of times we will hear that a couple can have sex. Now he can't ejaculate and that they think in their mind is, oh, he has ED. But if if we listen to this definition, is the inability to get or keep an erection firm enough for sex? That is the definition for ED. It's just meaning that your penis is unable to stay erect to actually have penetration,
1: mm-hmm. right? To have sex. Yes. As far as the ejaculation, I did not go into that because I didn't realize you were going to go there. So I have no idea what the ejaculation right, aspect of that is.
0: I'm just saying we get messages that are they're able to have sex and yet...
1: Penetration, no ejaculation. Correct. Got it. We're not going there right now. We're not
0: going there. Thank you. No, no.
1: Okay. I, I want to actually just show some uh, share some numbers with the, all of you as well because... You know, Tony said, hey, if you're a guy and you've dealt with this, listen up. I'm actually going to say, if you're a guy, period, or a wife, period, so that pretty much means all of you, listen up, because studies have actually shown that the prevalence of ED actually increases with age, right? So the ma- there was a study done, the Massachusetts Male Aging Study, and it found that approximately 40% of men are affected at age 40. Nearly- 40% at 40? Uh-huh. Nearly seventy okay. percent of men are affected at age seventy,
0: so could we just deduct that at fifty or fifty percent and at sixty or sixty percent? Yeah, I
1: mean, I mean, they depending on where you look at studies, it, there is like a between like an eight and fifteen percent increase every decade. Okay. for men. So I mean, again, variables, science, all that kind of stuff. Um, but here's the thing. We also asked all of you in the one family, and thirty seven percent of you that responded, so that your marriage has been impacted by ED. This, hmm. this is happening in the one family. <laughs> We're not just getting messages about it. We asked you guys the questions. You said, yes, this is happening here. And we can't ignore the situation because it's happening. And both of you are being impacted. And you know, we've got to actually start going, OK, well, where do we get the information? Because, ladies, I get it. I'm married to a man that doesn't go to the doctor. I d- you have.
0: I- I'm actually next week going. To a specialist, yes.
1: Oh, guess what, guys? (laughs) We're all finding out at the same time because I had no idea. You're going to a specialist next week? Yes. Uh, You didn't say anything. What kind of specialist are you going to?
0: I'm going to a male specialist to just talk about testosterone, hormones, and all that good stuff.
1: Uh, Were you going to tell me or was it just going to show up on the calendar? It is
0: on the calendar. Pretty sure it's on my calendar.
1: I hope it's on your calendar, otherwise you might overbook it.
0: Yeah. No, I I should. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure it's on my. Yeah, it's on my calendar.
1: Uh, Okay, so before I jump into symptoms and that kind of stuff, which is where I was going to go here, um, what prompted you to reach out?
0: Talking to a number of my buddies, Mm -hmm. similar age demographics. um,
1: So, in approaching that fifty. year old mark, which also means fifty, close to 50% prevalence. Yeah.
0: yeah, So in my my age demographic, I mean, there are guys that are probably four or five years younger and four or five years older than I am. So, you know, I'm 48, so 10 year radius. Yeah, window. Yeah. Um, So just talking to to a number of them. And interestingly enough, you know, even from the younger guys to the older guys, feeling the same. Mm -hmm. And there's this one... Uh, medical professional. Many of them I've gone to. So I was like, Hey, let, let me know. I'd love to meet him, talk to him, uh, see what this looks like. And so I finally, I, and truthfully, I, I got text because med- I got introduced from another buddy of mine and we got on a text message thing and I just like blew it off for a little bit. I'm like, "Ah, no, I'm good. And then thankfully Um, he he reached back out and was like, hey, Tony, what's going on? And I'm like, yep, you got it, you know. So got it on the calendar.
1: Good to know. Good to know, everyone. Tony's (laughs) going to see a specialist next week. And like I said, we all just found out. Um, I'm sure that will actually end up being one of our exclusive episodes in the (laughs) premium subscriber as we dig into that a little bit more. Absolutely. Anyway, let's talk about the key factors that a lot of men that are a huge... Um, That all bear responsibility in men experiencing erectile dysfunction. Because I'm even curious now, and I think I know what some of these are for you. But as we talk about these symptoms or factors, what you think might be going on? Mm -hmm. Hypothetical, because you're not a medical professional. Mm -hmm. But first, one decreased circulation. Can Can
0: can I just share two books that we've been? Oh yeah, please do. And where we're getting a lot of our information from. One book you guys know that we've talked about plenty of times: the Penis Book. Written by a doctor, urologist, fantastic guy. I love the book. Easy to read, gave me a lot of insights. Uh, actually, started this journey for me. Uh, started taking um, steps into what he said yeah. to do, yeah. and 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 had a shift, and I felt it in in my own mm-hmm. erections and everything. So make sure you go pick up the Penis Book. The other book we're going to be jumping into and have been jumping. in, it, It's a big book. It's called The 21st Century Man. And this book is thick, but it's 50 doctors and men's health experts, and they're talking about different areas uh, for men's health. And you can get both of those on our Amazon shop at extraordinary slash Amazon. I'll also have links here in the episode notes for you guys, but definitely pick these up. Uh-huh. The 21st Century Man is going to be more like a reference guide. The Penis Book is, is one I would read through.
1: Well, and they've got two different focuses, so you can take a look at them on Amazon. We're not going to take your time here, but you know, four key factors in terms of you know erectile dysfunction, and the first one is decreased circulation, and that's we've talked about that previously on the show, but that really starts getting into a narrowing of the arteries and circulation. This was so fascinating to me because I learned even more going through the twenty first century man book, but they're most frequently circulation is most frequently the cause. And it's a sign that not just the arteries in your penis are not working so well, the blood flow down there, but it can also be an early warning sign of what's happening with the arteries around your heart.
0: The, the, the arteries in your penis are super tiny compared to the artery to your heart. And so when you are being impacted by ED, it's the arteries that are getting clogged up and blood mm-hmm. is not flowing into your penis. And so you, you got to look at diet and other things that may be going on in, in what you're doing. And, and, and personally, I was having this effect in my own life and I realized maybe it's time to start shifting some of my eating habits to see what could begin to happen. Uh, I tend to run healthier, but as I've gone older too, I, I've noticed that I've sort of slacked you know, you take me anywhere, and I've said this before you take me anywhere, and if there's french fries on that menu, you better believe it, If that's a side and I'm eating like something nice, I'm probably going to have what some are something
1: fries. healthy in french fries, you guys, period. <laughs> and, and-,
0: and so I've had to like realize, like, you can't have french fries every single time you go out, Tony.
1: Well, and I want to say it's not just getting an erection. One of the things I learned in the 21st century man is that um, a lot of times for men, if they start to notice a decrease like in, you know, um, morning erections, Mm -hmm. what do you guys call it? Morning wood?
0: Morning wood. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That that is, that's part of that. It's Mm -hmm. not just the erection when you're having sex, but if you're noticing a decrease in, oh yeah, I used to like wake up and be like, hey, and you're like, yeah, that hasn't happened in a while. Hello? There's a reason that's not happening. Mm -hmm. Second thing that may impact um, your body is impaired nerve function due to neurological disorders. So um, stroke, Parkinson's, brain trauma, aging nerves, right? We have a son that played football. Concussions are a real thing. We see concussions, you know, every season during football. If there's been brain trauma, Mm -hmm. that can impact your erectile function. Third thing is altered body chemistry. Tony mentioned it when he was, you know, just talking about his appointment. Low testosterone. Mm-hmm. Unbalanced neurotransmitters, thyroid, uh, what your thyroid is doing, uh, medications and drugs. It's why we often tell you if you're taking something, ask your doctor what the side effects are in regard to libido, because it could be that you're on something for something else that is helping your health, but then all of a sudden you're like decreased libido. I can't get a, I can't get an erection. What the heck's going on?
0: And these are and these are real conversations we're gonna have, like in, in the emotions. You know, some of your medications and drugs that you guys are on, you need them to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, they're there to keep you alive. And it's understanding, though, if you've gone on them, that all of a sudden or over time, you've been unable to maintain your erection. Is it because of these drugs? And the reason we're saying this is because... Now you got to have another plan and a formula of what you guys are going to be able to do to strengthen your sexual intimacy. Because, and again, we're not medical professionals. You got to go talk to your doctor. Do not go get off your drugs. Like, we're not telling you to do that. Correct. Like, hear me out on this. I'm just saying, if you are, what does that look like? So you can can now have to come up with that action plan to go, okay, what does our sexual intimacy look like? Mm -hmm. Because... I am aging or something did happen and I need to be on these to to stay alive.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and the fourth one is stress and psychological issues. Hello, the last two years of COVID and lockdowns and all that kind of little bit of stress, just saying. Um, but stress, burnout, performance anxiety. That can be a, you know, all of a sudden you have one erection that isn't going the way you want it to literally. And you can get guys can get up in their head, which means that he's not participating with her. Like it becomes this cycle, porn addiction, sexual trauma. These are all things that can get to. And here's the deal. The two of you understanding the why and getting to the root actually creates a place where you can be empowered to take action because this is a situation that is impacting your marriage. We want to talk more about those action steps after this break.
0: Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help from challenges in their marriage? That's six years of struggling and feeling like something is off, of wondering why you can't seem to change things. Stop waiting. At One Extraordinary Marriage, we offer marriage coaching with Elisa. Elisa coaches couples just like you wanting more in their marriage. Here's what one husband had to say. We were at the point of changing our behavior or going our separate ways. My wife suggested marriage coaching, but I was skeptical. I didn't need to be skeptical. Alisa helped us get to the core of our issues and gave us the tools we needed to have an awesome marriage. Now our marriage is stronger than ever. Our communication is better. Our finances are transparent. We discovered date nights again, and our sex life is wow. If you think marriage coaching isn't for you, I promise that if you are committed to making a change, that is exactly the road you should take. Apply for coaching at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Don't wait six years. Go to com slash coaching.
1: So we're back and we're talking about the impact of ED on a husband, a wife, and the pillars of intimacy. And I mentioned it earlier in the episode, but again, it bears repeating. At least 37% of the one family says that their marriage has been impacted by ED. Mm -hmm. Now we also know that not everyone responds when they see a question on Instagram. So that number may be higher.
0: But that's still a significant number, right? I really you know we we do many of polls and and you know the higher the number, I mean, we tend to be like, "Oh wow, look at this, but you know thirty seven percent I mean you're talking three point seven people out of ten are, are are in marriages, I'd say you know ten ten marriages, a hundred marriages there thirty seven that in some way some form have been impacted by e d and that that's a rather that's significant that's a significant and and large number.
1: And I want to share, you know, another question we asked is how has this impacted your marriage? And well, the number, you know, is significant and some of you may be like, well, that seems like a small number. The impact is really big because here's what you all said and how about how ED has impacted your marriage. You said it's led to, a, you know, embarrassing situations. And I would say for both him and her, um, lots of frustrations, mm-hmm. sexless marriage. Less interest in initiating, and again, I'm going through this list. But these are comments that were made by both husbands and wives. Mm-hmm. It's super important that you know that this isn't just coming from the men saying, "Well, yeah, it's been frustrating," and and you know, I don't want to initiate. She's also not initiating because she doesn't know how she's going to be received, right? Feeling emasculated, feeling helpless, feeling rejected, disappointment in the bedroom, lack of confidence, people these are things that don't just stay in the bedroom. When you're feeling this way, it's not isolated to what happens when you close your bedroom door. All of those feelings and emotions will spill out into the rest of your life. It will spill out into the conversations that you have. It will spill out into how the two of you touch one another. It will spill out into every facet.
0: I know when I was, you know, over the last two years, definitely just felt so much stress at times. And I know many of you can relate to this. And I remember, I think you read in, in, when we started the episode, you know, even the wife going, even when I walked by naked, nothing mm-hmm. happened. And I remember that even happening in our own lives and just seeing Elisa walk by naked and nothing and I knew she was initiating. I knew she was um, she was excited to have sex. And I'm sitting there in bed, naked as well, going... I used to be able to look at her and no problem whatsoever be able to get an erection. And here I am looking at her and there's nothing. Like, no movement. And for myself my confidence decreased, mm-hmm. right? There, there's just an, a, a natural, like what's going on, like what is happening, um, and shying away from it a little bit and trying to just in my own mind going, okay, I can, I can do this, mm-hmm. uh, almost to the point of, you know, willing, like trying to will myself to get there. Um, and, Guys, you understand, man, you're 18 years, you, you, we can remember when we were 18 years old, we'd look at a woman and it, it, we'd have a hard on, no problem. And now we were there and can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And so there was embarrassment on my part for the lack of being able to, uh, there was frustration because I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And, and so I remember a couple of times just sort of brushing it off and just being like, Hey, I'm, I'm tired tonight or something of that nature. And then realizing I had to share with Elisa, like, I'm going to need some help in this department because I'm just not naturally getting an erection like I thought possible. And that's Mm -hmm. when the journey began of picking up the penis book and starting to read. And we've done a number of episodes, um, you know, because we did that one episode I remember called Erection Killers, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we started discussing this and I started learning more changing some things, some habits felt, have felt better in those couple of years. And, and now stepping in to go see a medical professional is is the next step. But every single one of these things, other than the sexless marriage for us, I think I felt at one point or another Mm -hmm. while dealing with this.
1: And I felt it too. You know, it's weird when, um, when your husband normally responds a certain way and then you're like, what, what, what's, What's going on here? Why why am I not getting the same response? Why is he not like, let's do this thing? And and I just want to address the wives. You know, as much as you're dealing with your own feelings, um, he's his world's being rocked. Right. When his body isn't performing the way that he thinks he should it should, um, that whole comment about feeling emasculated, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, he has this vision of who he is and and the man that he wants to be. And so when, like trying to say, when I had to will it, um, that takes a lot of mental energy to something that used to just be reflexive almost.
0: Well, and the willing part of it too, is the part where you can get an erection and it's exactly what the definition is in terms of you can get that erection and yet unable to maintain it. Mm -hmm. That was the part that really started giving me, putting me into a tailspin because it wasn't just the, oh, okay, I could get one. But then if there wasn't enough stimulation, right it, it began to go soft. And then, oh my. Like, n- what's that about? Then that began a, a weird tailspin of a cycle for me getting in my head. And yeah.
1: And I want to start with, you know, in terms of taking action, I get it. Not every man wants to go to a doctor. Hear ya. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A- as you all learned, I didn't even know Tony was going to a specialist. Um, so, <laughs> and yes, am I going to be We're going to
0: we we? have a talk about this one. We are going to have a
1: talk about this one because I don't look at his calendar. And if I don't get included to an appointment, I don't know what's on there. But so start with, like Tony said, start with what you can read or listen to Mm -hmm. the 21st century man and the penis book are both available on Amazon. And we actually double checked because we know you're all listening to this episode. They're also available on audible. Mm -hmm. So guess what? You can just listen Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and get, you start there with getting your knowledge just because a big part of it is going, okay, like what, what does it sound like to even talk about this? Mm -hmm. Right. What's the language? How do I, how do I schedule, you know, not just schedule an appointment with the doctor, which is the next step, but, Step into this place where I realize that I'm not the first man on the planet to have experienced this. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not. If you're a husband that's gone through this, guess what? Tony told you he has too. So, you're at least the second man. Just kidding. Really, there are like thousands. I mean, the prevalence—it's high. You're not the first man. You may feel like the only man because it's your body, and you're like, "Wow, this has never happened to me before," but what I want to say is when you go to that appointment with your doctor or specialist, go in there with notes that you've prepared beforehand.
0: And can I say something here though, too? I do believe it. it if you're having struggled going to see your doctor, and here's just my experience. I've been going to see a counselor and that's been going really well. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think I've been able to clear up some stuff mm. in my own okay. life that I can see more clearly. And because of that, I think it's easier now for me to step in and speak to this medical professional wow. to explain where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And and I do this all the time. I get it. I, I we talk to you guys all the time. We we're talking about these things, but there's still stuff that we're going through, like, and and so what I would say as a couple, if, you, if this is something you're going through and you're trying to wrap yourselves around the emotions that are happening around your sexual intimacy and your emotional intimacy, you may want to first start off with applying for coaching with Elisa mm-hmm. and you go to one extraordinary dot com slash coaching to learn more because that could be that launching point for you to understand what's happening, the dynamic that's going on. Mm-hmm. And so when you go see that medical professional, you have the words to speak and you have a sort of a game plan of what you're going after for yourself and for your marriage. Mm-hmm. And in that way, it's sort of a two prong and not just sort of like, hey, I'm going in here and I'm only looking at this from a, a, a standpoint of my uh, of an erection because he may prescribe you some drugs, but you're also looking at it from a oh no, no, uh, holistically, how are we strengthening our six pillars of intimacy through this? right? And I think that's where I finally started getting to in my own life I'm going, wait a minute, what does this look like mm. if I'm feeling better in this area? of my life. And, sure, And that was sort of revealed as I went through some counseling sessions.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, when you do go into your appointment and you're prepared, you're going to feel more confident. Mm-hmm. So take the notes, right? The two of you sit down and say, okay, well, what, what do we, what do we want you to discuss husband? You know, what, what are the key symptoms that we're seeing? What are the emotional aspects of this? And that way if you've got it in your notes on your, on your phone, then, guess what? You can just read it. You don't even have to make eye contact with the doctor and try and remember what you're going to say. You're just like, hey, I want to tell you what I'm experiencing. And you just read your list. You'll feel more confident and you won't worry that you're going to forget something. Mm-hmm. And finally, I, I want to encourage both of you to find ways to connect and other ways to connect emotionally, physically, and sexually. You know, the two of you are a team. When you think about that, when, when one player on a team is struggling with something, the entire team is impacted, Mm -hmm. which means that the entire team works together to solve the problem, right? One player, like, let's just take an injured, I mean, as this is recording, we're in the middle of the NBA playoffs. Mm -hmm. right? And so there have been players that have gotten injured, Mm -hmm. right? That player needs to do their own rehab. They need to see their specialist. They need to do their things, but the entire team has to come together to play well with that person being injured. Same thing happens in a marriage. If one of you is being impacted, that person needs to see their specialist. They need to go to the doctor. They need to ask the questions. They need to learn treatment options. Yes. The entire team, husband and wife work together to strengthen the marriage as a team while one person is getting help. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what we're talking. Marriage is a team sport folks. Yep. A- and this is an area, erectile dysfunction. And I'll say it again. I said at the top of the episode, erectile dysfunction doesn't just impact the husband. It impacts your marriage. So find ways to look at the other, uh, the other pillars and alternatives within the sexual intimacy pillar. So all six, to strengthen your marriage while the two of you are working through this together.
0: Yeah. All right. This is it. This is your, this is your opportunity. If if this is something that you're dealing with that you've been struggling with and you've been sitting on the sideline like I have, you know, these are our opportunities. These are the, the times when we got to take a step of faith and go, okay, enough's enough. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow this to take up any more capacity in my, in my mind and, and in my body. And I'm going to take a step, whatever that may be for you right now, you may go get a book. It may be, you're going to go set up an, a, you know, and apply for coaching with Elisa. You may be setting up an appointment with the doctor it may just be sitting down with your with your wife, guys, and just letting her know really what's going on. So you, you, you have some options right now this week, so go out there and, and take a step and go make it happen. For the rest of you, you may know somebody who's going through this, or you may not. It may just come up. It may just be a share that needs to happen because you want to bless somebody in your life. And, and hey, you don't need to be all weird about it. You just need to put it out there and just go, hey, there may be somebody struggling with this, and I just want to be a blessing so go share it with somebody for all of you have a great week we're truly honored and blessed to have you part of the one family and we're excited for what's going to happen in your marriage take care love you guys